MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash in their over-under game. Just head on over to Sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app to enter our free $250 U.S. Open contest. Just download the SGPN app in the App Store and click Contest. Hi-ho, Generinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the Mighty Mighty Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 155, we're chewing up the, the numbers now, spitting them out. We're all the way up to 155 now. Who, oh, who, oh, obviously, I remember who this one's going on to. All the daddies, all the fathers out there, because um, today's happy father's day so happy father's day to all the fathers out there hopefully you had a good day doing all those things that manscape says we do like cut the grass and can't remember what else it says we do get sweaty balls i think it says we have you know stuff like that so this goes out to all you fathers and who is this sending this out to you this would be the one the only i actually have a new nickname um apparently uh my name is jeff fox but my new nickname that's been given to me is old gray bush uh, it was given to me by Talon Birdman, Ka 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 Jenkins of the Hockey Gambling Podcast on this very network. Um, those guys actually, Ryan, Baby Draft Gilbert actually commented on my opening, my Ahoy Hadi Ho Generino opening too. I'm not sure if he likes it or not, or if he was dissing me. So I, I think we may have some some heat with those hockey gambling podcast voice so we may have to uh throw down very very soon so watch your back gentlemen um for all the rest of you listening out there make sure you do listen to um the hockey gambling podcast it's, it's a quality show it's got a couple canadians on it you get some good canadian accents and lots of a's and swearing you know if you don't get enough of that from me then you, you can get it from them so make sure you listen to that and every other podcast on this year mighty mighty network um what have you gotten yourself into here well this is um a podcast where we make Usually winning picks on MMA fights um, didn't quite go as planned last night at UFC, but from all like the compliments and comments and reviews we've gotten over the past week, people just come here for the comedy anyhow. So um, that we will consistently bring you. We will bring you the laughs. We may normally we'll bring you some winning picks and some more money into your bank account, but if that doesn't, if things go awry like last night, at the very least, we will bring you some laughs, some chuckles, some smiles. Maybe some um, scoffing, like my co-host likes to scoff sometimes at my jokes, but let's bring him in, and we'll we'll see what kind of spin he can put on um, our UFC awesome results. This this may be um, even for Mr. Positivity putting a spin on things. This may be a difficult one for him uh, to even even um, even spin into the positive for us. Uh, the man formerly known as Gummy God, no, he does not have that crown back again after his performance last night. And I believe he was giving handing it out to other people in the SGPN Slack anyhow. So I think he realizes he's he's really fallen from his um, his immortal status into just another mere moto like the rest of us plebes. It would be the one and only Daniel Gummy Breland. Hello. 
So first of all, still gonna be God. Okay. Uh, mostly all because right, mo- mostly because I tried to give it away uh, yep. to somebody else who had a big night last night. Well, he gets a shout out in just a second. Um, but he so graciously said, "I will always be Gumby God." So uh, apparently, it is impossible to take that off of me. Um, now, uh, shout out to I, I, I'm not sure what his actual name is, but in the Slack he goes by Dredney, uh, I believe. Dredney, I think. Uh, yeah, Dredney, right? Yeah, yeah. Dred Dredney, I believe it is. Um, it, because he had an absolutely crazy night. I feel like every single fight we're going to be talking about in a second, I'm just going to be like, oh yeah, and Dredney had uh Josh Emmett in that one, and Dredney had uh. Cody Stamen by by inside the distance on that one. And oh, Dredney had uh, Maria Oliveira on that one. Like just nonstop hitting plus money picks. Uh, he had a big night last night. So hopefully uh, he's doing something fun with it today uh, with all of his spoils. Yeah, uh, which he claims like he's a big fan and listens to us, but apparently he doesn't because if he listens to us, he would not have <laughs> a big night. Not well, have a big night last night, unless I guess he was calling audibles, live audibles as the as the event played out, right? Well, he also said that that uh, you know the reason why I'm still Gumby God is is he gets good technical analysis and how to break down fights from us, and then he does it himself too. So uh, that's what we're here to <laughs> just better. That's what we're here to do for you guys. Not better all the time, but but last <laughs> night for sure better. Um, but like that's what uh that's what you guys are here for. Friendly banter, which is obviously the number one thing that you love on this show, uh, as well as uh technical breakdown that you can then use and apply yourself. We're not a one-stop shop for you to just tail us. Uh, you're here to right. learn some things. We're we're here for you. Well, there you go. See, positive spin. He did it again. Off off air, he's so negative, but on air, <laughs> it seems like he's like he's this most positive man in the world. But really, he he hates everyone and everything, just like the rest of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, we got a lot of nice reviews and comments last week, so thank you everyone for for um, your feedback. I'm glad everyone's enjoying the show and enjoying it. Dropping on unusual days, all the extra days we're dropping, like Mondays and Thursdays and stuff like that. People seem to be enjoying, which is good. Most of that is because uh, those um scallions it's not scallions uh, i guess that'll work onion, scallion green, green onions <laughs> yeah those green onions what, what's the word i'm uh i can't remember the word that i'm i'm um, scallywags scallywags rap, rap maybe scallions? Yeah. those uh, those bastards there those bastards from the hockey gambling <laughs> podcast are not only are they bad with me but they're, they're one of the reasons why you people are getting extra episodes because i got angry that they got more downloads than us last month so i said all right we're cramping here so Take that. Um, yeah, we're, we're yeah. coming for They're also them. green they onions think, they too. Think, they think they can fight too. That's the thing. I know. Is that hockey That's players think they can fight. Yeah. <laughs> you just, yeah. Um, we thought we knew who could fight going into last night, right? We were uh, incorrect in a lot of our uh, thoughts I mean, on like, how the people could fight. Yeah, I mean, I still got, I got spins for all of these uh, that didn't oh, go our perfect. way that, that are pretty interesting, including uh, one, interesting. Or, <laughs> one or two of them that I think there's no way we could have seen coming. Uh, like, I literally. can't wait to hear Dan's interesting spins. He's got interesting. You should be a politician, Dan. You have interesting I'm a, spins on things. I'm a, I'm a spinster. Um. Yes. <laughs> and the hockey gambling people are onions. We yeah, are onions. Green, green onions. Green onions. Specifically. Yes, yes. True. All right. All right. I'm going to tell you about some um, some serious things now, and then we'll get into the more nonsense. So I'm going to tell you about win. There's nothing. Uh, no joking around about win bet. This is where you go to get get the uh get the money into your account and to follow our advice 
usually that's a good plan. Um, make sure to get down on the wins. About fifty dollars win, two hundred dollars promotion, where a fifty dollars bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets, plus the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet five hundred dollars plus on sports or casino before January thirty first. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including two nights stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. That's the main thing. Your entire league. I guess that could be a bad thing um, if you hate who's in your league, but regardless, your entire league's invited to. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where I play. The WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. The SGPN gang does. It's a game-changing product like anything else in the industry. And now you, I'm talking you, can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a building group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money with these picks from Gumby. Is he ready? Yeah, I'm just going to give you one pick this week because I okay. looked back at my last chunk of them, and I, it seems like I give you one winner and one loser every single time. Right, like I had, loser then. I had a, a goal from Kale Maker, who actually had two in the third period the other day. Uh, yeah. And I, then I had the over in saves for Darcy Kemper, uh, which he only had 15 saves because it looked like the Lightning straight up didn't want to shoot on goal. So um, I'm just going to give you one this time. I'm going to go uh, Monday night baseball. We got Shane McClanahan. Uh, throwing against the Yankees. Yankees, big home run hitters, but also strike out a fair amount. So I'm going to take the over on Shane McClanahan uh, strikeouts. Hopefully that comes through because he is one of my pitchers in my keeper league. So And he's killing it this year. So very good choice. All right, here's what you do with that pick. On your mobile phone, join your listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first spas up to $100. That's right. Join your squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. GP terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. All right. We're kind of like acting like last night wasn't a good event, but it was a fire emoji event. Was it not Dan? Holy yeah, it was moly. really, it was, it was really fun to watch every, every single, not really. Too. I didn't have fun watching it because we were losing most of our picks. So I, yeah, but yeah, I, if I didn't have any skin in the game, yes, it would have been a fantastic event to watch. Uh, and it ties uh, for the most knockouts with six other UFC events with eight knockouts last night. And so it ties the record for most knockouts in a single UFC event. I'm not sure the last time, but the most recent, I'm going to look it up. seems like we haven't had that for a while. That seems like that would be like an old, uh, old age, um, dark age UFC record back when everyone was knocking everybody out. Um, I don't think so because back then they used to have like eight fight cards. That's true. I, and like true. two and two of them were only available on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember those? Yes. The, the Facebook. The face, if you're not old enough to know about the Facebook dark prelims, uh, I mean, like that was a a very dark time in in MMA coverage. Yeah. I, I used to cover prelim fights that didn't get televised, uh, which yep. is nuts. <laughs> you remember those? Your name's Old Gray Bush, apparently, according to the Birdman from NHL podcast. All right, 2008, 2013, 14, 16, 17, 21. Yeah, you're right. It's mostly recent events that. 
that had that. Last one was UFC Fight Night 197 last November, which was the Holloway Hodriguez Rodriguez event. So, all right. Um, a lot of knockouts in the Moody Center last night. Um, I don't have the gate. I did. It was a sellout. Uh, I think it was like 1.9 million was a gate. You can get all that on my MMA site, moneymma.substack.com. I don't have it handy right in front of me, but it was a sellout. UFC continues to make money and they're actually giving out money. This is two events in a row. They've given bonuses to everybody who's gotten it finished. Do you think this is going to continue? Do you think we're just going to have, instead of performance of the night, we're going to have just bonuses for finishes? I mean, like, I'd like to think that's the way it's going to go. I, I will say these last two events have been exceptional in how the finishes have looked. We haven't seen any, yeah. like, you know, uh, you know, rear naked choke 101 after the guy in the bottom was exhausted or like, TKOs from like pure exhaustion from a bunch of fat heavyweights or anything like that. Like these finishes, like the what, what was the least spectacular finish on this card? Um, uh, not a spinning back elbow. Um, maybe the very first one, the knee and punches. Maybe that wasn't super. Roman Delizze, Roman yeah, Delizze it, it nice. breaking Kyle Dawkins' orbital <laughs> bone with an audible. With a yeah, there's a, if you listen that back with volume, audible snapping sound in that. Really? that he didn't re- even look like he hit him that hard. Okay, maybe not and, that. And that um, is. No, but I, I think I agree you with agree? you. That might be the least spectacular. It didn't really I, I look mean, like he nailed him super hard, but obviously he did. I mean, I guess you could also say either Joaquin Buckley or Phil Hawes' TKOs due to just yeah. like complete build. Like one of them was a doctor stoppage, I guess. Yeah, that, that's like, true. That's but nice. good, good God, how good did, did Buckley look though? Yep, 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 yep. All right, let's jump into it. Uh, main event, featherweights, Josh Emmett. Biggest win of his career, split decision, 47, 48, 48, 47, 48, 47 over Calvin Cater. Uh, how I had it scored was uh, apparently wrong because the judges didn't agree with me. Um, I had it uh, first round Emmett, second round Cater, third round Emmett. No, yeah, that's right. Third round Emmett and then fourth and fifth Cater, which I thought were pretty clear, especially the fourth. But one of the judges gave Emmett the fourth round and that's what won him the fight. So, um, and, you know, I had it 3 2 Cater, but who cares what I thought because uh, i also had skin in the game we both had cater pick to win that fight but um i think i they put more um emmett was the fight basically went down the way we expected emmett was loading up his punches and taking wild swings and um cater was picking him away with jabs and and being able to eat everything that uh emmett threw at him but apparently the judges were more interested in the big bombs and it was throwing even though the fourth round is when he emmett was the one that got hurt by cater so i don't know maybe gummy's got a totally different different uh, spin on this we'll, we'll see what he has to say go ahead so so i scored it live for emmett i i will say that uh i, I scored um so I, the rounds i think were clear was one was clearly emmett three was clearly emmett four was clearly catered uh so then you're left with really not five, I mean, like, that's a Chris Lee scorecard. We just don't count those. Um, <laughs> I thought he was one of the good ones, but I know his name, so obviously he's not one of the good ones. No, no, he's, he's, he's atrocious. Um, okay. r- rounds two and five were the toss-ups, and if you ask, you know, like, gun to your head said, you have to score those rounds while I was watching them, and of course this is after watching six hours of fights. Um, I, I would have scored two live for Emmett and five live for Cater. I haven't gone back and watched either of them with, you know, today being – Father's Day and all, but uh, I, I scored one, two, three for Emmett, four, five for Cater. I could totally see how somebody could score two for Cater as well. I could also see how somebody could score five for Emmett and just give him like a like a 49-46 scorecard for Emmett wouldn't have shocked me. Um, 
you know, and same thing with a 4847 cater card. Like, I, I don't think that would have shocked me either. And in, in fact, it didn't. I will say the craziest part about this fight is the only judge who agreed with me was Sal Diamato. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was some, yeah, there was some interesting. That's, that's so we bad. Also had, uh, what's his name? Uh, the craziest judge of them all was working last night. Uh, Douglas Crosby was also. Working, oh, yeah. So, yeah. But I, I mean, like, but, but judging aside in that fight too, like I've seen a lot of people be like, you know, Cater got robbed, whether you're on Twitter or Reddit or wherever you're on, like Cater got robbed. Cater didn't get robbed. It no, was, a, it was not a robbery. It was a fucking very close fight in which two rounds were clearly Emmett's. Only one round was clearly Cater's. Although, you know, again, not in Chris Lee's eyes, uh, but the fourth clearly caters, the first and third clearly Emmett's. And then you play with two coin tosses. And in order for Cater to win that fight, you have to give him both of the coin tosses. So, yeah, I, I kind of thought Emmett was going to walk away the winner there. Um, and you know what? I'll say this, too. It, it's interesting for the division because Emmett has not had a run at some of those top guys, right? Like, we've seen Cater get absolutely dismantled by Max Holloway. We really haven't seen Josh Emmett go in there and have a a tough time with very many people, right? Like we're talking about his last loss being kind of a fluky KO four years ago. Um, and, and you know, like a weird split decision. Like those are his only two losses in the UFC. So yeah, like he's, he's on a great run right now. That's a fun win. He says the title shots his next. What do you think about that? Do you, do you think that that's the next thing for him? Oh, you think I'm shockwave Dave. You're throwing questions at me now. <laughs> I'd like you to at mix least it up. prep him, right? You prep like- him usually. I just Last prep him. Week you didn't know just, he was like what? Huh? I just prep him based on uh, I, ju- I just prep him based on how to say people's names. He nailed um, Jasuda Vicious last uh, last week. I don't know if you yeah, caught that. We're not going to talk about her. All right. Um, does he get the next title shot? Probably not, because he has a stupid nickname, Fighting Falmer. Uh-huh. I, I, but uh, okay, I, I'm going to check the rankings I do on the um, Money MMA site that I run over on Substack. I'm going to see I performance rank. Is it going to just to jog my memory who could possibly be? Uh, I think Obviously, we have Volkanovski and Holloway. Yeah, Emmett should be next. There's no one else even close to him. Um, who's Ortega? Ortega's fighting who next? Ortega and Yair have a uh, main yeah. event live in Long Island, uh, yeah, which should, is yeah. happening next month. So, like, the, the winner they're of that... Both bigger, yeah, they're both bigger, excuse me, they're both bigger stars than Emmett, but neither of them deserve it more than him. Um, like he's I, would say if, I would say if Yair... I would say if Yair goes out and fucking dismantles Ortega and also Volkanovski wins... I would say there's a chance there. I yeah. would also I would also say because you know the problem with Ortega is Ortega's just lost to those two already. So yeah. if Ortega goes out there and wins that fight, I don't think there's any chance we see Ortega in there. But like Yair has got a loss to Max, uh, and and knocked out Korean Zombie and has a couple of wins over Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, like maybe not the best career, especially because he's like been inactive. But like. Yeah, I still think, like, if he went out there and dismantled Ortega, he might have a claim. Um, But, yeah, like, Emmett is right there. He definitely is right there. Yeah, no, there's no one on merit that I would put over him at this point. But these things aren't always done by merit. They're done by who's got the boldest uh, name and who basically timing. Most of it comes down to timing. So we'll see. We'll see. But he... um, yeah, he and he left the fight pretty beat up. Um, so he should have lost because he he was. I guess he's got one of those faces that gets beat up pretty easy. But he, he, he looked he a lot worse than Kidder did. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely definitely does. Um, 
Any other thoughts of that, or, or are we good to move on to the rest of the fire event? Was that really fight of the night? I don't know. I guess they gave bonuses I mean, every other fight, so may as well give that one. Yeah, I mean, it too, wasn't but. it wasn't Maria Oliveira, Gloria DePaula, if that's what you're asking. Uh, I mean, like, the, the only other fight I'd maybe think about giving that to... Jesus. The lightweight there... one. Ismagulov was pretty good. Oh, yeah. He, and, he and I, heard people, I heard a lot of people shitting on that fight. Yeah, dude. I liked it. I loved it. It was good. I, I liked that a lot. We'll, we'll obviously talk about that in a few fights, but... Uh, especially the shitty decision that came out of it. Um, oh, get out of here. Dude, awful scorecard. Okay, go ahead. Let's talk about it. Demir Ismagulov beat split decision over Grand Kutatliladze. Cut Kutateladze. Kutateladze. Yeah. 28-29, 29-28, 30-27. But it was read out that Douglas Cross, we gave it 28-28, which wouldn't have surprised me, but really he had given it to Kutateladze. So he's on the wrong side of history as per usual. But um, yeah, Three rounds to not. I don't know about that, but I that, think that, that's, a, one. that's an objectively terrible card. And I'll also say this about how Kutatsaladze gets screwed out of this one is that that bad call by by Herb Dean ruins that third round for him. Right. Because if he wins the third round, he wins that fight. Yeah. If he spent those last 20 minutes on top of Demirius Magulov, he they're Seconds. giving him that last round. Not or 20. Silly boy. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. This is like pride again with. Our, it, but our, if, uh, but you tell me, limits? you tell me if they actually rule that a knee to the chest like it actually was, and then he he winds up back on top of him after hitting him really hard with a knee, and like rides out the last twenty to thirty seconds on top of him that they don't give that third round easily to Kutataladze. Herb Dean took the fight from Kutataladze, and even being so, I don't think Ismagulov won the third round. I still can you tell. Can you tell who Dan had in this fight? He had Kutatladze at plus one thirty six. I said said it wrong. Am I don't even care now. Uh, Ismagulov won minus one sixty five. I took that one. Um, I was just more distracted by Ismagulov's face. Does he always do that in fights? Does he have Tourette's? Like serious question. Like I don't know that. That, that, that was he a, was that was wild. I don't that was a weird that one. With him. I will also tell you that uh, in the media, uh, eleven guys had it for Kutataladze, four including a sure dog guy sure dog. Uh, for for Ismagulov. Well, I'm media, so count me. I I picked it for Ismagulov. It doesn't matter, Dan. Dude, you can you can hang out with with Jay Petri from Sure Dog, uh, who's always right on, as well as uh, that handicapper guy who just scores it for whoever he picked, um, <laughs> yeah. and and uh, a former or a, a fellow fighter too. So not even really a media member. So like the media unabashedly had that fight for Kutataladze, like I did. Fake news, fake media, Dan. Uh, yeah, a good fight though, right? But both yeah, it was guys, a good fight. Both guys and, came out of it looking good. And I saw a bunch of people shitting on the fight too. And yeah, I think I it was just because I think it was just that it wasn't like pure violence. Like everybody yeah. wanted, you know, again, I don't mean to keep jumping at everybody wanted Adrian Yanez, Tony Kelly again. And yes. like Tamir Ismagulov, Garam Kutatalate was the most technical fight on that card. And I include Josh Emmett versus Calvin Cater. Like Ismagulov and Kutataladze looked more skilled than those two dudes. Uh, because like Cater and Emmett like reduced themselves to just swinging and banging at one point in time. Because like, hey, like sometimes you have to in a five-round fight when you want to win. Whereas Ismagulov and Kutataladze stuck to their game plans, look good doing it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like I thought it was a really fun fight. I would have given it fight of the night. Yep. Very uh just very fast. These dudes are fast. <laughs> there's yeah. my technical analysis that's what guys are looking they, for right they, they fast these, they these guys are fast <laughs> they train mma and they fast so they train ufc excuse me all right uh, we jumped ahead uh co-main event 
Uh, I got bumped up because once again, we lost Donald Cerrone and Joe Lozon because Joe Lozon dislocated his knee, putting his socks on. Was that what it was? His socks, I believe. I heard it. I heard the the one of his tendons just like locked out. And so it might have been dislocated. It can lock out for a number of reasons. But like, uh, yeah, insane like locked, weight, insane weight cutting and maybe uh, no, dehydrating he yourself. It, to the he says it happens. At, he says it happens at the gym all the time. Oh, okay. um, and, and like, I'll, I'll also say this about Joe Lozon. Of all of the people who could tell you about what happens to them behind the scenes, like I trust Joe Lozon, like yeah. for, versus some of those people, he's not trying to create a false narrative. He says it happens all the time. He it usually just like works itself back out and is good to go in 30 minutes. Uh, and they like put him in a tub and like tried to get him to work his knee out, and it just didn't it didn't come back. So um, it's apparently back and ready to go now. He says he could fight next weekend. Yeah, it seemed like it was fine by fight time too. I don't get why like you had to call it off so early. Well, I think it's because the commission's on. Like, as, oh, long yeah, as, right, not, like, right, as yeah. soon as the commission sees it, it's, it's cooked. Yep, that is true. So anyhow, we even lost in that Texas, fight. Even in Texas. <laughs> yep. So I lost my only underdog <laughs> I had picked for the night. Um, I knew this event was going to be rough. That was um, even before I lost my underdog. So Kevin Holland moved up to the co-main event. And Spencer Kite likes to mention how Kevin Holland tricks people. And I think he's really good. And I think last night probably did that again. Because he looked really good against Tim Means. Darce Choke. 128 into round two got him a fifty thousand dollar bonus because he got a finish and everyone got bonuses off that so um are we getting tricked again thinking kevin holland's good i mean he's he's what i think he is like i don't think i've i'm overselling where he's at or underselling where he's at like i i think he is not a top 15 welterweight um both by merit and by skill uh i think anybody in the top 15 right now would be kevin holland um, like if you go into the official UFC welterweight rankings, like and go way down to the bottom, you got Shavkat Rachmanov, Michelle Pereira, Yi Jing Liang. Like, are there any of those guys that you think Kevin Holland would be? I don't like, no, I, I think I, maybe Lee Jing Liang, like definitely not Shavkat Rachmanov. Right. Um, and we'll talk about him later this week. Cause he's fighting this week. Um, Jeff Neal, Michael Chiesa, Neil Magny, like he ain't beating any of those guys. So like, I see him for what he is. He is uh, a very fast striker, even if not like technically perfect all the time. He's an adequate grappler when he's either stung somebody or somebody does something stupid. Um, And he has holes in his wrestling defense that somebody like Tim Means wasn't able to exploit. Very true. Plus, Tim Means had that stank on him from that show that he appeared on. So Yeah, he appeared on Top Turtle MMA. But he is a super nice fucking guy. Yes, doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't get you the win regardless. So we got that one right. We got the next one wrong. Oh boy, did we ever get it wrong? Um, we had Albert Duryev minus two fifteen. No, that did not come through. Um, his former training partner lit him up the whole fight. Um, Joaquin Buckley lit him up until we end up having a doctor stoppage because Duryev cannot open his left eye at the end of round two. Buckley got himself a bonus, but yeah, this was not a competitive affair. Like they like to say in the SP, SPGN slack, uh, th- this was a low IQ effort here from Duryev. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, they said it in the lead up to the fight as he was walking out. He's out to prove he can strike with Joaquin Buckley. Guess uh... what, buddy? Guess what you can't do? You can't strike with Joaquin Buckley. Now, if Duryev had gone out there and pressed forward, threw out a jab enough to get into grappling distance 
and grappled Buckley from the start, he wins this fight. I stand by my previous prediction that if Durayev fights the fight that I thought he should have, he won this fight. Because it, we, we saw it in the second round, too. He got inside on Buckley despite having been beaten to a pulp, like almost literally to a pulp. Yep, and then he took was. Yeah, and then he took him down and had some decent top control doing so. Like, it, it, he had that game plan the whole time. He wins this fight. I, I'm I'm comfortable taking this as a loss, mostly because we took a bunch of losses. I'm comfortable <laughs> taking this one as a loss because I, I think I had it right. I think I had the breakdown right. Yeah, he should have told us in advance that he was going to fight stupid. and then we would Yeah, if he was okay. going to fight like that, I would have taken Buckley, like, yeah, seven different times. Like, that, that's an easy done. pick. Good money on that one. But, yeah, so we lost on that one, blah. We already talked to Ismagulov. That was a good fight. Uh, Hobocop. That joke is never going to die. Eh? People love Whoa. Hobocop. People love everywhere. Hobocop. The Slack, Twitter, everywhere. They love our Hobocop jokes. So. Yeah, shout, shout out to, oh, and I meant to write down the name too, but I didn't. Uh, shout out to the guy who said we're the best podcast ever and yeah, said that true. Hobocop makes him laugh every time. So yeah, just, so hopefully just for you, just for you, Hobocop. <laughs> yeah, he can't hear the he can't hear the shout out because he's laughing too hard. So um and yeah, he looked fantastic against Julian Marquez. I'm gonna call him Julian now. Uh knocked him out 318 into the first round, knocked him out standing basically. Uh Marquez did not want to go down here. Um he was getting his he's tough, he's tough. We'll give him that, but um still don't know if he's really quote unquote UFC caliber. Um Hobocop definitely is. Hot he guys look fantastic. Hopefully we get a step up in competition to see what this man is made of. Yeah, and I, I think I pointed out before, you know, your your mention about him not being UFC caliber. His wins are over really terrible fighters, and they gave him this massive step up to Hot Higuez, who I will say this too, like you know, we were just talking about whether or not we're we're ranking uh, Kevin Holland too high or we're pushing him up the rankings. I don't think we're pushing Hobocop up enough. Dude. <laughs> no. Like, dude, the number 14 and 15 in the middleweight division right now. And, and you can blame the people who are my fellow rankers because you definitely can't blame me. I'm not still doing this horseshit. Are Chris Weidman and Edmund Shabazian. Like, <laughs> do you do you not think Hobocop could beat the uh, hell out of those two? That would be great. Give him Chris Weidman because Chris Weidman thinks he's going to be a champ again. Give him uh, give him Hobocop and, and see uh, see how that goes for him. I actually want to see Hobocop just shout out to, you know, like pushing him way up the rankings here. I want to see Hobocop Calvin Gastel. Sure. Let, let him, let him play Calvin Gastel because Calvin Gastel's 10 right now. I think he flattens him. Yep. Probably. He's not going to, he's not going to be able to grapple him. Nope. Um, so that's for sure. Not that he ever tries to grapple people ever, but um, yeah. Fantastic. Well, and hot, hot Higas. Uh, that's the other thing. Is it really hot Higas? Or I is it hot Higas? Or am we, I making do, you say do that? Do we ever? Do we ever know? <laughs> um. I, so I don't actually know the answer to that question. But here's the other <laughs> thing about Hot Higas. He he's been striking with people for the last few fights. I mean, with the Petrosian fight kind of aside. Yep. But like he is really good on the ground. Like he is an yep. exceptional grappler. Yeah, uh, I'm saying Gaslin would not have a chance with him. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and and it's I mean like he's an eight-time national jujitsu champion in Brazil, so like, yeah, like let this dude grapple too. Like I want to see it all. Exactly, exactly, and he's in a division that he can move up pretty quick too at middleweight. So, all right, um, what else we got here? Oh, catchweight fight, ha ha ha. Tony uh, Kelly missed weight, and then Adrian Yanis sent him back to Brazil um, with TKO punches, three forty-nine into the first round. 
double birds after because Tony Kelly is a scumbag and he got what was coming to him. That was his first pro loss ever, right? He was undefeated going into that fight, I believe. Yes, eight no prime time is no more. He's eight and one now. Yanez continues he, he's not, to shine. He was not eight and no. Uh, he he had another UFC loss. He lost to Kai. Oh Kamaki. really? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. down at eight and no for some reason. Anyway, uh, I gave eight, you he, faulty info leading into this. But anyhow, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. He he lost to Kevin Aguilar and right. He's eight and three and now. Then, excuse me. Then Kai yeah. Kamaka. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So first of all, uh, I. Uh, I, I was looking at Tony Kelly's Wikipedia page and somebody hilariously put uh, under other names, the Klansman, which uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I uh, appreciated. Um, and then also uh, I, I sent you a freeze frame uh, yep. that Alex Behunin, uh tweeted out of uh, Tony Kelly getting punched in the head from behind, which was. I don't know why that was a more satisfying way of him getting knocked out. Um, <laughs> that he got like tagged and sort of got up. And for some reason, Adrian Yanez thought it would be best if he stood behind him as he punched him the last two times. Uh, but not? it was, it was really satisfying. And apparently, uh, you know, like, and we can say whatever we want about the fight. Adrian Yanez hits really fucking hard. Uh, yeah. I thought Tony Kelly's chin was better. I actually oh, yeah. like, I liked the over in this fight, but, uh, Yanez was a man. He got, of, he, got he, no, he, he hung in there. He, he was getting lit up. So yeah. And Yanez was on a mission. Like he, he was yep. going to get him out in the first round. And I would also mention too, uh, have you seen, uh, that Yanez, uh, thanked, uh, Gilbert Burns for sending him yes. a, a bunch of cash today. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, how Gilbert much... Burns tweeted that he was going to like basically a bounty on uh, Tony Kelly's head. If, um, Yanez took care of it and he did so. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen estimates of how much it is, or I, it <laughs> seems to be a gentleman's agreement that they're not saying, but, like, Yanez seemed pumped about it, so whatever it was was not a small amount. So, uh, yeah. yeah, good good for Yanez. Like, I, I continue to love watching this guy. He says he wants yeah. to fight O'Malley. I I mean, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, O'Malley would like to see that, though, very much. Yeah, o- O'Malley's got his hands full with his next fight, too. I, I feel like that's worth mentioning. Like, he- he's already booked with Pedro Munoz, who, yeah, hasn't been real hot, but it's, like, a large step up from where he's been fighting. So, yep. um, yeah, like, g- good on Yanez. Uh, great performance. Loved him putting the the pressure on. I loved him going for it. I loved the middle fingers afterwards. I loved uh, Tony Kelly asking to shake his hand afterwards and him kind of laughing at him. Like, oh, it was everything was just perfect. It was like a little bit of a heel Yanez. I'm into it. Yes, exactly. Um, did the UFC, was that book before Kelly got caught being a horrible racist in, in the corner or not? Or, did the, <laughs> or was this the UFC's way of dealing with this? It was pre-booked. Did the UFC a thousand percent would have dealt with it by putting a Brazilian in there with them. <laughs> that is true. All right. We're going to rip through the prelims, but first I'm going to tell you about trade coffee. They're back. Our friends at trade coffee. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. This is expert tasted coffee. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds alive and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you, and Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade's first match guarantee. Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback. And an actual coffee expert, which which we've uh, discovered Dan is not one, but he is a coffee fan. So they have actual coffee experts 
will work with you to send you a brand new bag for free. Dan did say he does like trade coffee when he's had it, right? Yeah, they they sent me a uh, right when they first started sponsoring us. Uh, they sent me a delicious bag from Honduras. Uh, that there was you quite go. tasty. I wonder what Tony Kelly thinks of people from Honduras. <laughs> no comment. Dan, no comment. <laughs> that's what he should he should just have no comment. See, that's the thing. Um, Dan's bag of coffee was just one of over five million bags of fresh coffee that Trade has delivered, with more than seven hundred and fifty thousand positive positive reviews. Here's your call to action right now. Here's what you do. Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order. Boy, this is early in the show, Dan, and I'm already botching everything. Plus free shipping when you... Hmm? I was going to say, we're definitely not taping another episode right now. No, definitely not. (laughs) All right, let's try it again. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order. I did it again. Order order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. I'm just so excited drink trades back. That's uh trade coffee's back. That's why. All right. When you're when you're going to drinktrade.com, make sure you're using IP Vanish because did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prime eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN. To make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet, IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 out on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com SGP. Use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. I just realized I was in all my write-ups and stuff on sportsgamblingpodcast.com leading up to this event. I was writing how, well, it's it, there's no way it'll be able to uh, follow up on the madness that was UFC 275. Well, I guess it kind of did, didn't it not? Maybe it yeah. even topped. Maybe not as significant fights, but uh, maybe the action for for pure excitement and action. Yeah. You can't, yeah. I, uh, I, I would say there's there was a lot of like very meaningful things that happened too. I mean, we just talked about somebody getting a. A ticket punch to probably a, a title fight. True. True. Uh, Jasmine Jasuda Vicious will not be getting title fight anytime soon. Um, we're going to have to pump the brakes on the Canadian uh, women's flyweight prospect a bit. Uh, Natalia Silva apparently is good at MMA now. Um, we were talking about the, the cans she's fought in the past and how it padded record and all that stuff. Well, she shut us all up. She picked apart uh, Double J, 30-26, and and made us eat our bet on this one. Yeah, well, I'll say this too. Like, you know, we we talked about the cans, but it wasn't just looking at her record and being like, oh, these women she fought are fucking terrible. But it was also, I've watched a bunch of her fights. Like, I've watched her have. fights in, in jungle fights. She didn't look like that. Dude, like, she, she looked 80 times faster than she ever has. Um, her clinch work looked great. She looked way stronger than Jesuda Vicious. Like I, I think ultimately what she did in those three years 
is damn impressive because like I, I will say this right now, Natalia Silva would beat ranked flyweights right now. Like her, her kickboxing was so good and she was so hard to take. I'd take look at this. You, you you want one of the most talked about people on this podcast to come up again in this episode? She'd Who beat that? Macy. She'd beat Macy Barber. Like oh! I'm saying that now. She'd beat Macy Barber. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Bad mouth Macy Barber. Anyhow, yeah, she looked fantastic. So looking forward to seeing more of that. Yeah, uh, Jacinda Vicious had no answer, right? Like she did not, she couldn't get her down and she was getting beat up on the feet and she had no answers, didn't know what to do. I, she she didn't look, I, I will say this from a, again, a low IQ, a fight IQ perspective. Like she also needed to get after her early. Like yeah. it, it was clear Natalia Sylvia had like a speed in kickboxing advantage right out the gate. They even announced her as a Taekwondo specialist, which I thought was weird. I was like, that's funny. Her strikings look decent in the past, but she's like an Arbar girl. Like I, I know it, I've seen it. Uh, and then she looked like a Taekwondo specialist. So the minute that started looking that way, Jazuda Vicious needed to push her way inside and like make it dirty. And she did that. But like once she had already been beaten up and tired, um, so like, I, I think like the game plan going in was probably not good. And the adjustment was late. Yep. Yeah, I, I think she probably was as surprised as the rest of us at at uh, what was happening across the cage from her because uh, we weren't seeing that happen. So, um, anyhow, looking forward to seeing more of Silva. She looked fantastic there. Um, welterweights, Jeremiah Wells, uh, Court McGee's going to be one of those guys. Dan is always going to screw us over. I think. Eh? He's um, he's getting right there on the uh, Michael Johnson plane of guys who I will <laughs> never predict one of their fights correctly. Yeah. Remember yeah, when he, he got, didn't try? Remember when he didn't try to take down Carlos Condit? <laughs> yes, I do. We've talked about it a few times. Um, Kurt McGee got flatlined, literally flatlined. Um, like he was dead with his arms stretched out and everything. Very, uh, very uh, cinema, cinema esque. Cinema, and yeah, it looked like it, it looked like a boxing movie. on on a movie movie yeah. highlight. Yeah. Um, I like trying to make up words. It was only a minute thirty four in, into the first round. Um, Kurt McGee, the guy who never gets finished, never gets stopped. Lost, of course. That was the closest, like closest to underdog I basically had in the fight card too. So that hurt. The the weird thing about this one too is we talked about how like Court McGee is like the a veteran's veteran who just doesn't get caught with like wild swinging shots, and we thought that that's you know like we we even said it in the lead up that we that's what I thought Jeremiah Wells was gonna do. Uh, I I said he's gonna throw wild, and Court McGee is good enough and technical enough and smart enough to like not let him throw the big bombs, stay away from the big bombs. And he threw two straight big bombs and Court McGee got out of the way of both of those. And then his hands dropped down somewhere near his chest. Uh, and then his brain dropped down somewhere near his chest shortly thereafter. So, uh, you know, like, I mean, maybe it's just time to just automatically lock in every Daniel Gracie guy from now until the end of time, because my God, dude, dude they, they just fucking keep winning. They're, they're undefeated. All four of the guys he's got in the UFC right now, Sabatini, Brady, Wells, and Petrosky all haven't lost yet. Um, it, it seems like they are putting together something real special there. No doubt. Oh, we forgot to mention who Kevin Holland wants to fight next. You just mentioned his name, did you not? Oh, God, Sean yeah. Brady? He thinks he's getting Sean Brady next. Oh, also, please do it, please. Let me tell you, Sean Brady would fuck his day up seven ways to Sunday. And and I'll also say this, like, you know, I mentioned, I don't think Kevin Holland would beat very many ranked guys. Oh, I so was meant I was mentally booking him with like like Randy Brown. Like he he should fight Randy Brown. Somebody like that. Rude next. boy, yes. Yeah, and like I'm not sure I wouldn't take Randy Brown. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he's out here calling out a guy who I think is a future champion. Yep. Yep. Ricardo Hamos did it again. He gave uh, Danny Chavez the old Amen Zahabi treatment. KO, spinning back elbow. Um, Chavez just kind of got propped up against the cage, knocked out minute 12 in, into the first round. It was different than the Zahabi one, but only in the way that Ricardo uh, H- uh, Hamos was pushing <laughs> pushing forward for Hikardo. it. Like, he was getting the crap beat out of him by Zahabi, and it was like a last-ditch Hail Mary. Yeah. This was yeah. like, I'm going to seek this man out and throw a spinning elbow to his temple. Um, <laughs> and that's what he did. And he, he did it, and he did it really well. Uh, yep. That was... Did you see the stat about how many spinning back elbow KOs there have been in UFC history? No, I didn't. Tell do me. You, do you want to take a step? Oh, let, let's play. Let's play. Okay. Can Jeff get close? How, Five. How many, that's exactly how many there's been. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't see it for real. And almost has two of them. Has two the of past them. And, five years or whatever. And and we know Molly McCann has one this year as well. So, like, they're it's all meaningful. happening. Yeah, semi-recently, but also, yeah, he has 40% of the spinning back elbow KOs in UFC history. A rotisserie meatball is what we should have called that one, Dan. <laughs> that, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy that. Meatball on a spit. All right, um, so we hit that one. That was nice. Um, we got a big minus 300 on that, I believe. Let me check here. Um, yes, minus 300. We got the next one wrong. Maria Oliveira. Came out like a house on fire and kind of kept it up for most of the fight. Uh, beat Gloria DePaula 29 28, 29 28, 29 28. Uh, actually, sorry, tw- uh, split decision. One of those was for DePaula. Pretty, pretty decent fight. Um, yeah, Oliveira looked like she actually might belong. She looked all right. Yeah, I will say this it was a pretty close fight, too. It was. Like, I, yeah. I, yeah, like I think they ultimately got it right. I think Oliveira right. landed the better shots in the third round, and that's what it came down to. Oliveira yeah. won one, DePaula won two. Um, but it's super close. Uh, yeah. I'm not real, not real mad at that beat too, because DePaul was right there. Yeah. Both of them look really good for two women pretty much with their foot out, one foot out of the UFC. Probably. If, I thought, if I thought, all, fight, so. I thought all of their look like shit as yeah. long as we're being honest. Like I, I think just about anybody would torture her on the feet, uh, <laughs> punching that way. Like, dude, she just squared her shoulders. That's true. Oh yeah. That's right. I, I remember now. Yeah. Like she just kept walking of- back. Yeah. yeah, she like walked forward throwing rock'em sock'em robot punches. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Looks stupid as hell, that. but like DePaula was dumb enough to get caught by some of them. So, uh, yeah. yeah, like, I, bottom line Tony is. Tony Kelly knows why. Low on low on both of these two. <laughs> Tony Kelly knows why they were dumb enough to do that. I, yeah, I, heard, it the, yeah. I heard it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like my racist jokes? Fine. Screw you, Tony <laughs> Kelly. Um, what's next? Bantamweights, Cody Stamen. TKO, Eddie Wyland, 59 seconds, um, and Eddie Wyland retired. Um, I think he may have um, jumped the gun, uh, or he he basically pre- preamped um, the UFC cutting him, because he probably would have got cut, <laughs> to put it frank, because he's he hasn't won for a while. So anyhow, Cody Stamen looked fantastic like we expected, won the fight. It was the biggest uh, favorite on the night, minus 500. So a couple of things. First of all, do you know that he retired for sure? Uh, he Put a picture of his of his mitts, Dan. So obviously okay, he's retired. Okay. I, I saw him. So all I did was. Oh I no! Yeah, him. he he wrote about it too. So okay, okay. That doesn't I, mean I saw anything. him take off his gloves in the cage, and I was like, oh, he's retiring. And then they didn't give him any time to talk, which, by the <laughs> no. way, is 
it's fucking horseshit because like yeah. you you can say what you want about Eddie Wineland in 2022, right? Like he he's not good anymore. He he's been beat by Sean O'Malley, John Castaneda, and Cody Stamen, and before that, had only beaten Gregory Popoff, and had lost before that to Alejandro Perez and John Dodson. So he is you know one in five in his last bunch. They're like, <laughs> I really appreciate it on the broadcast. They're like. And Eddie Wineland's not done yet. He's got oh, recent geez. wins over Grigory Popoff and Takeya Mizugaki. <laughs> First of all, the Mizugaki fight was six years ago, bro. Yeah, second, he, he has a fight anymore. <laughs> second of all, Takeya Mizugaki is not telling me he's still there. But uh, back to my original point, this dude's a freaking legend, right? Like, like I know we don't talk about people as being legends when they, like, don't have a UFC title. But this guy won the WEC title back in a division that the UFC didn't have in 2006 and he head kicked knockout a dude to win the title. And we're, we're not talking about him as if he's like basically like one of the linear champs of the UFC and he's not getting a chance to like ride off into the sunset. I really hate that they didn't give him the mic. Like he, he yes. really deserved that. Well, um, yeah, you, you gave him what he deserved here. So there you go. And then uh, to go back to this fight really quick, not that we want to spend too much time on Cody Stamen. Uh, shout out to Dredney again, because uh, he had Cody Stamen inside the distance. And then shout out to very uncommonly shouted out on the UFC or the MMA podcast. Uh, shout out to Munaf Mo- uh, Manji, Manji, who, yeah. who not only had Cody Stamen inside the distance, but had Cody Stamen round one and the under two and a half. He just loaded up on Cody Stamen inside the distance props uh, and cleaned house. International Munaf cannot be touched. <laughs> Goddamn casual, hey? Pop it in and, um, yeah, riding somebody on our, asked on him, picks, Somebody but... asked him his thoughts on the next fight, and he's like, oh, shit, just left the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Phil Haas looked fantastic against Darren Wynn. TKO elbows. 425 in the second round. Dan had Darren win for some reason because Dan likes to go with dogs. But uh, yeah, Haas, the size was too much. I had him at minus 260. Uh, I, I think why, I, are, why are we not hmm. shooting a takedown in the first 30 seconds of that fight? Like, I, I think I'm going to go back to enough of Darren win. I've seen enough of Darren win. I'm going to yeah, go back to the Duraev thing, though. Like, why why are we not shooting a takedown? You're 5'5 five, five at middleweight. Like, yeah. shoot a – dude, you're a bowling ball. Roll on in there and shoot a takedown. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't think he's going to cut it at this level, the uh, UFC level. Um, anyhow, um, Haas, fine. He looked good, but whatever. He was fighting Darren Wynn, who didn't want to – who wanted to uh, box with him. Oh, we got this one very wrong. Roman also, speaking of, speaking of weirdly mm. wanting to box with people, let's talk about Kyle Dawkins. Yeah. <laughs> D- Dan had me thinking. Uh, I wrote it all everywhere I write. I wrote how Delizzi's going to slip up and Dawkins is going to catch him and tap him out. Well, minute 13 in, Dawkins, as we mentioned earlier, Dawkins got kneed and punched and bro- bones were broken. Knockouts w- were, uh, knockouts occurred. Delizzi's hand was raised. We lost. Yeah, I'm just going to say shoot a fucking takedown. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> there you go. That's how the night started. But um, I was going to say it got better, but eh, it, it didn't really get too, too much better with the picks. I still came out uh, seven to six. So there you go. Winning record, but I lost 330 bucks. Not good. Dan, five and eight. Worse than me, of course. 630 bucks down. Worse than me, of course. Of course, of course. So on the year. You, you switched the Kutacha Ladze fight and I'm ahead. Just, to, yeah, just, for, they, just for the record, everybody. Yep. <laughs> 66% for me, 58% for Dan. I'm up 717 bucks. Dan's down $1,700. Come on, man. Recommended plays. <laughs> Dan went one and two. Lost in Jasmine. 
one in Hobocop, lost in Guram. Ugh. I went one in three, lost in Jasmine, lost in Cater, lost in Daukus, one on Yanez. So not very good. I lost 61 bucks, Dan lost 54 bucks on the year. Dan is down 52 bucks now. There you go. No more. So wait, I, I did. I did better on you than the recommended place. You did. There you go. Okay. And I would have done much better if they actually scored the Garam Kudat yes. they fight correctly. But on the year, I'm up, I'm up 12 bucks. Uh, Dan, <laughs> 52 bucks. So I'm beating him in both. 50%. We're back this week. We're back this week. All right. Let's talk about this week. Um, before we get on out of here, we got UFC on ESPN. Sarukian versus Gamut Rot. Gamut Rot, we've discussed a bunch recently because uh, he fought the Kutet Lodzi guy. Did you not? He did indeed. And yeah. lost to him. Lost to him. Now he's main event. So we got that as a main event. We got Neil Magny versus Shavkat Rachmanov, who we already mentioned. Uh, let me think. Anything else of note? Nate Manis Rachmanov is low-key yep. a fucking yep. really great fight. I know the odds don't show that right now. Um I think it's just the Nurmagomedov glow. I'm not saying I'm taking Nate Manis next, but my God, I'm seeing one book right now has him posted at plus 625. That would be something Dan would jump in, jump right in and tell you why he's right. There's literally no reason not to bet him at plus 625 when you're going to get like 30 cent return on Umar Nurmagomedov at negative 900. Um, Manis is good, man. And and like undefeated in the UFC. There you go. Chris Curtis, Rodolfo Vieira could be fun. Um, oh, that's that's going to be fun, but I, I have a very strong lean in that one right now. Oh, he's not going to tell us, but yeah, there's some fun fights. It's thir- a 13 fight card, so we will be breaking that down on Wednesday, probably or probably stretch into Thursday's pod, too. We'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes. Uh, more than likely, we're going to break these down. Wednesday will be prelims. Thursday will be main card props, uh, all that type of stuff. Unless Dan wants to, like, make Bellator picks, which he usually doesn't want to do. I'm, I'm going to pass, but we will get you uh, some really great PFL picks. We will. Uh, tomorrow, so make sure you tune into that. Yep, tune in tomorrow. That's where we're headed next. One, episode 156 will be PFL for this coming week. We will recap this past weekend's PFL action, and we will look ahead to next week's PFL action. In the meantime, Jeff Fox writer on Twitter, he's Gumby Vreeland. Our accounts are... Uh, account for the show on twitter is sgpn mma have you got, got the numbers back up yet dan it's at 200 many, many we, we cracked 200 this morning right. we went back uh, over 200 so, so we, did, we get we get spikes around events and then people people yeah. drop off on monday and tuesday or wednesday and then we're back up at the end of the week so you can ha- just help stay us, help subscribe us people come on just just man maintain following us there's no reason not to you don't yeah you don't have to unsubscribe because there's no ufc going on come on um Anyhow, uh, follow all that stuff. Read our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, moneymma.substack.com is my site where you can get payouts for fighters, pick them contests, a bunch of stuff. Gambling, I put gambling stuff on there. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. School there. And Dan's got Top Turtle MMA podcast, which we will talk about later in the week. And he'll tell you who's going to be on the show and all that good stuff. So um, we'll be back on Monday. We're going to be, we're going to be bringing breaking down the PFL for you on Monday. So until then, I am the old gray Bush, Jeff Fox. He is Gumby God Vreeland. We'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.